Welcome to Extra Points with your host, Cousin Sal, and his pals, Dave Damashek and Charlotte Wilder. Welcome to the Extra Points Podcast, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal coming to you with his good, good pal, Dave Damashek, other good, good pal, Charlotte Wilder, out and about, doing the rounds, kicking it on Fox Digital. You can check her out, doing all these interviews with many, many different players who Dave and I can't get. But no, she is uh, doing a bang-up job. Uh, what else do I have? Dave, we're a few days away. I, I, between interviews for this book and, and looking at props constantly, I'm dizzy. I have to say, I'm dizzy three days out, four days out, right? You feel the same well, way? Well, you know, ongoing muzzle tub to you on the, uh, on the outside success of your first book. You're a writer now. I mean, <laughs> first and last. And I, I like to think of it as last book. <laughs> well, so you say, but see, you're going to be a victim of your own success. Now you're going right. to be, now a sequel is going to be demanded. Yeah, here we are in Super Bowl 55 week, but it's all about including the football game. I feel like it's a lot about the trios mm. right now. People are talking about Mahomes, uh, Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey. Is that the most formidable trio ever? And then I watch um the Wednesday night basketball game or the Tuesday night basketball game my days are running together and then and suddenly I feel like you know when LeBron went down to Miami and made that trio that was one thing but I don't know what I mean it, this is just crazy <laughs> level of talent with that trio in New Jersey I don't know who's going to stop that right all the talk about who share the basketball, how there's not enough basketballs to go around. I don't know. I just think they're just going to overwhelm everybody and outscore them. Right. And then there's the trio of you on Amazon or New York times list. Who are you with Obama? Cousin and, Sal, uh, and, and I Matt who McConaughey. Else. Yeah. Me, Barry and Matt. That's yeah. it. That's it. Uh, and by the way, I, uh, yeah, it's Brooklyn Nets, Dave. It's not New Jersey anymore. You're not only are days running together. It's uh, I think you're. you're I don't know. I don't a, care. It's a I don't lot. Give a good goddamn. I'm um, a basketball. Uh, you know, you, that's my my life now. Basketball, basketball guru. Hockey. You brought it up early. Yeah, I. Uh, yeah, as far as the book goes, I, I don't know. Maybe it's a coincidence that Jeff Bezos stepped down. I tweeted right. about this. I know you're not supposed to say I tweeted about this, but I did. He stepped down, made millions off my book, and was like, "All right, that's it. I'm calling it quits." I don't know. Seems strange to me. The book is all downhill. Uh, I, well, cousin Sal got to the peak of the mountain. Right. Where, where am I going from here? Bezos says he's like nowhere. I'm stepping out. Yeah, or maybe um, this is a joke. If that buffoon could sell even one copy of his book on my website, I think it's time to step down. That may be more like it. But anyway, it's called uh, "You Can't Lose Them All," and it is available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. That's my book. I have some. Uh, Boy, the parents, it's it, it's funny and it's infuriating when your parents start to lose it. But um, I have a couple of stories with that. My mother says to me, she's like, you, I, you know, I was telling my friends you didn't do anything about me. You didn't write about me at all. And they said, no, 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 of course he did. And uh, and they point out where I wrote about it, wrote some nice things. And she's like, oh, I must have slept through that part. And I said, what do you what do you mean you slept through? How do you sleep through a part in a book? And then it, uh, after like 20 minutes of back and forth, I learned that she's um, taken in the ingesting it through the audio version. So she did like in many movies sleep through the part where I gave her, uh, you know, I gave her credit for everything. Uh, is that credit, the right move as a as a parent or a loved one is like, does that make it more? 
uh, intimate to have it listened to as opposed to reading it? I think so. She I give said her the points me, for that. I, Unless I think, you fall asleep, then that's enough. Yeah, thing. right. If you're falling asleep, uh, yeah, you fall asleep, you could probably figure out what page you left off. And the audio mm. version, it's a little different. But yeah, she. this was a, another backhanded uh, thing at me. She's like, I like doing the audio thing because it's like you're talking to me. You never talk to me. I was like, all right, that's great. And then there's my father who went out and bought the book at like, I think uh, I think it was like a Barnes and Noble, wherever it's around. And he said, you know, I said to the lady, I said, how many are there? How many copies? And she says, well, there were five and then someone bought one and now you're buying one. So there'll be three left. And he's like, and I'm trying to figure out who bought the other copy because your Aunt Joan and Uncle Jimmy, they ordered it online. I know your mother didn't go to this store and buy it here. Uh, and he's like, <laughs> he's like, would you have any idea who might have bought the other copy? I said, this is going to blow you away and I hope you're sitting down. But there is a, a very, very outside chance that it was a fan who bought it. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, I guess it could have been somebody. I was like, do you think what this is, this is just for family consumption that we're putting it in these bookstores and, and hoping that the, uh, uh, you know, 23 and me, any, any relation is buying a, so yeah, they're losing it. The the the, the going parents. on. Yes, this uh, really uh, a labyrinthian path to get to your family <laughs> members for you to go on. Pardon my take. <laughs> yes, and talk to PFT commenter and Big Cat <laughs> just so uh, on the uh, your cousin in uh, in Long Island might hear. Wait, I I thought whatever happened to cousin Sal? Yeah, I'm glad that the. PMT guys could reconnect me. Good thing. I got to go get this book by Cousin <laughs> Sal now. I'm in charge of designating talk. how many copies. Yeah, I have two in uh, in the Bronx <laughs> that maybe might buy it. So let's just put an extra one there just in case uh, Cousin Joey wants to stop in and, and grab something. But anyway, Super Bowl coming up. We have our own um, contest here. Well, it's not really a contest. It's uh, rewarding people for losing, Dave. It's the ultimate. It's the ultimate. What do they call those trophies? Participation, participation, right? Yeah, that's what this is. We're calling it the extra points, extra chance contest where we buy back a bad beat. You show us a FanDuel ticket designating a bad beat. I don't know. Maybe you had uh, Kelsey to score first. He's tackled at the one yard line. You show it to us in proper fashion and we will designate who had the worst beat, who would have stood to win the most money. Whatever it is, we're going to give you $5,555 in honor of Super Bowl 55. And Harry, our friend Harry and Mikey Meatballs are going to fly out to wherever you are and give you the money handed to you um, right face to face. You're going to have to meet Harry. That's the downside. What a reward. The, the upside is $5,555. So that's pretty good, right? For losing. I might make, I was going to say we should call the award like the Fran Tarkenton, like guys oh, who yeah. almost get there, but don't quite. And they lose and participation trophy, Jim Kelly, whatever K gun. Maybe it's like the Kevin Dyson. And that's how Harry has to give you the thing. Like I wouldn't want to get any closer to Harry than I needed to like, just stretch like at the very <laughs> end on the McNair play, just uh, stretch it. to. I got it. Thank you for the yeah. money. That's it. Don't come in the house, Harry. Thank you. That's good. Well, yes, yeah, so, the there outside. are social distancing uh, rules and you, you want to be social distance from him anyway. But Harry may have screwed up on against all odds, you know, because only a certain amount of states are eligible for this contest, Dave, because FanDuel is kosher and, uh, you know, seven. Uh, so I listed the states that he may be going to. He's like, whatever you do, don't make it Michigan because I have no winter clothes. I really I literally have no winter clothes. Right, Jim? Jim Cunningham. Didn't he say that? He has shorts. He has a uh, he has T-shirts 
and he's doing hot tub videos in Arizona. And so I almost definitely now I'm going to pick a winner for Michigan. Yeah, exactly. You have to. Maybe yeah. he just really wants to go. Does he not know you well enough through whatever, however no. many years it's been? You think that was a poker face? Up. He wants yeah, to go maybe. to. No, no, no. Nothing against Michigan, but I'm sorry. I may be almost definitely shipping Harry uh, your way. Uh, he might not be stout enough, but he really could be used like for the greater good. It wouldn't benefit him necessarily up in Michigan if it's frigid, but if it's snowy and otherwise, and and he doesn't make it and he collapses, uh, <laughs> a local can take their lightsaber and like a tauntaun slice him open and sleep in him for warmth overnight. Wow, like that, that wouldn't be. It. Well, you know, <laughs> I'm just trying idea. to. I'm, look, I'm. You've given I'm trying to make fun. lemonade. That's what they say <laughs> you're supposed to do in life. That's true. If Harry dies in the frigid tundra of yeah. of uh, of Michigan, somebody should benefit from it. And the the family of four that sleeps inside of Harry like a tauntaun mm-hmm. will be the beneficiary. Beneficiaries. <laughs> Poor Mikey Meatballs has to claim the body, figure out a way to ship it back to Oswego, New York, so his, his father <laughs> and grotesque brother can um, say their goodbyes. My goodness, this is going to be something else. Anyway, that is our, uh, our contest. Uh, Fandle has their own. Look at this. Fandle Sportsbook. Found the perfect way for everyone to get in on the action this Sunday. Big Game Bingo, it's called. You can claim your free Big Game Bingo card right now on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. The card automatically fills up as you're watching the game. So once you've filled five squares in a row, all you have to do is call Bingo to claim your share of $100,000 in prizes. Yes, hundred grand for free. Uh, FanDuel is the exclusive home for Big Game Bingo, and your card is waiting for you right now at the FanDuel Sportsbook app. App so easy to use. Takes less than two minutes to sign up. More ways to win on FanDuel during the big game. No excuses to miss out this time. Big game bingo. Perfect for everyone. You win your share of 100 grand in prizes. Absolutely free to play. Only on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Hit extra points promo code uh, so they know we sent you. Yes, big game bingo. I write about bingo in my book. My grandmother was in charge of um, a big gigantic lady, Dave. Uh, mm. great cook, but she, she had a bingo, uh, addiction and she was often in charge of watching us. And rather than blow off bingo, she would just bring all the grandkids to uh bingo, me, my cousin, Jimmy, you know, Mickey, Sal, you know, all of us. And we'd go and we would just dab each other. We'd spend the time dabbing each other with those markers, which are mm. impossible to get off. Right. I, I think I still have blotches under my armpits and stuff. And, uh, and then of course we would call bingo when we didn't have it. And I remember her sternly grabbing my hand and say, you do that one more time and I'm going to tell the bingo commission on you. And that, that I just, I laughed and laughed and laughed that first of all, that there's a bingo commission. And secondly, that they can reprimand me for calling bingo. So I wonder what um, the penalty is yeah. for false bingos, I, fraudulent I, at the, at the bingo parlor. I yeah. wonder what the, what the repercussions are. Well, you can never play again. Oh, good. Thank God. Thank you. I appreciate that. It's uh, but anyway, I don't know that the same rules apply, apply for Fandle. Fandle, Dave, Tons of great props. By the way, they have, this excited me to no end, they have the Gatorade colors. The legal books like FanDuel forever stayed away from this. They didn't want anything to do with the Gatorade colors Mm -hmm. because of idiots like our friend Daniel who will argue for weeks on end that 
yeah, you bet, uh, you know, he bet green Gatorade and it was clearly blue. And he's like, no, no, look at this. There's a tinge of green. I was like, it's freaking, it's as blue as Sinatra's eyes. I don't want to argue about this. It's now March Madness. We're still arguing about this. But anyway, they are, uh, they're taking it on. You could bet the color of the Gatorade. Are you as interested in Gatorade color as you are uniform colors? No, I'm not. Oh, why not? <laughs> See? Well, see, it's not fun now, isn't it? It's when, when you run into a brick wall <laughs> in conversation, it's not enjoyable, is it, Sal? Well, no. here's the thing. Well, I don't know. What's it matter? Doesn't matter is my opinion. It matters to us on this gambling show because you can't bet on the stupid uniform colors, but you can bet Where's on my Gatorade. Parade? Where's my parade for fixing it, fixing the... The, the look of this game. Where's America stepping up and throwing a parade for, oh, for one Dave Damashek for making it? So, I mean, other, if I hadn't have stepped in, the Buccaneers would be wearing those red jerseys against the red pants of the Chiefs, and we would all have to suffer for three and a half or four hours, and not just on Super Sunday, but for the rest of our football watching lives as we look back at this pivotal game, it legacy stakes out, out you know, uh, to beat the band. We're lousy with them for Brady V Mahomes and everything else. And every time that game would be invoked for the rest of our lives, you would have to see highlights of a red Jersey, Tom Brady against the red pants, Patrick Mahomes. And you'd be like, ah, bring back black and white TVs. But your pal, Dave Damashek, AKA the uniformant stepped in, made things right. You're welcome. All I ask is a nice parade. Is that too much? No. No. But okay, go ahead with your Gatorade. Then, yeah, then, then marching band. Blue. Well, go ahead. With your marching band, will they? you'll have to get involved in how they dress for this parade. And no, yes. you don't need a parade. And by the way, I don't like this. Anyone who disagrees with you as a curmudgeon, you're the curmudgeon. I'm saying let them wear whatever they want. I don't care what they wear. How am I the curmudgeon? You're the one that's saying, no, they must wear red and pewter and, and the socks must be miscolored and the polka dot. Yes. I... I, for not caring, I'm not a curmudgeon. You are the curmudgeon here, sir. And you got your way. Congratulations. As I don't want to talk about do. it another minute, except <clears throat> for, I think the liar, when people, when uniforms come up and mm. the liar steps up and says, no, who cares? Who, why, why would this matter? Because you know who cares? Your eyes. And whether you want to, <laughs> because you have to express testosterone or whatever and make it clear, like, I'm not, I don't care about how guys dress or whatever. Of course you care. What's that you're looking voice at now? it for your life. And if you're a fan of a team and that team has bad uniforms and you watch them night in and night out in the NHL or NBA or otherwise, and you see them every and their uniforms stink. That's a hard watch. You're out of your thank, mind. Thank, you're out of your all mind. Right, go ahead, please. This is, this is a hard listen. No, I think that's the difference. I have a million things to worry about. <laughs> hard listen. I, I, this is, I have a million things to worry about other than the uniforms. And one of them, yes, you're right, is Gatorade color. And I'm going to find it right now. Hold on. I just had it up. There it is. Gatorade color. I can't believe it. Orange plus 125 is the favorite. Red, pink. You get red or pink three to one. Clear water, clear or water plus 350. Then you have the yellow, green, lime plus 450. Blue plus 750. Purple nine to one odds. Now, last year, purple was the favorite. People went crazy betting purple because of Kobe. Uh, he had died the week before uh, or a few days uh, leading up to the Super Bowl. It was going to be, you know, it was going to be a, you know, a dual um, tribute to Prince. Didn't happen. Wasn't purple. Um, they, Jesus. Well, that's a pretty oh, grim I I reason know. that Gatorade would have thrown purple in there. Well, they, I, I know it is interesting, but it didn't end up being purple. I'm going to look it up. Dave, what do you think? Should they stick with one? Should it be the team colors or should it be anything? Do you, does it matter to you? 
Pewter. Pewter Gatorade. <laughs> Stop it. Uh, I will. Uh, I'll guess that it's uh, clear. Not clear, but that white that they have. So that's what I'm saying. I say clear because you get water. You get water for uh, for clear. You well, they do that like icy color. You know, that whitish. I guess right. that's what you call that is white. All right. Now, here's the thing with orange, the favorite at plus 125. It has hit five times in the last 10 years. Saints Super Bowl win was orange. Packers was orange. Makes no sense. Seattle was orange. Uh and especially since they beat Denver. And then Denver wins, that's orange. That makes sense. Chiefs win, that's orange. I, I don't know. I, I feel like Gatorade is in on this. They must know the colors ahead yeah, of time, right. right? Why is this something you can bet on when obviously Gatorade can get involved in it? I don't know. Well, first of all, I don't think they let you get rich off of this, right? So there's a limit as to how much you could could put down. And as soon as they see a spike on a number, they'll probably pull it, um, thinking there's a little, uh, you know, Horseplay here, but uh, I'm going clear. You're going clear, Dave, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to steal your thunder there. No, I didn't okay. know where you were going on that. By the way, I'm sorry. I don't want to belabor it. Yeah. But, you know, if you're going to indulge this, you know that there is a legitimate, uh, in the last uh, 20 years or so, of the team that wears the color jersey versus the team that wears the white jersey, it heavily favors the team in the color jersey. That that the, is that and, and still fact, yeah. I, I I'm gonna name drop here, but I literally after the Eagles beat the Patriots, I went down on the field. I mean, right after it, and amidst uh, the 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 human celebrations not seen since uh, what when Moses came down from oh. wherever he was with them uh, with them stones and found that party going on. He was either in New crazy. Jersey or Brooklyn. I can't figure. Either way, yeah. Up. When he yeah. came down. All the Eagles celebrating like that in various states of undress with their loved ones and otherwise. I I, I spotted Chris Long and I said hello to him in Muzzletov. And he said, <laughs> so much for the curse of the white jersey, right? Wow. That was the first thing out of his mouth. It was like, oh, so how about that? He that's exactly right. That this does matter to some uh to some percentage of the people participating in the game. So fat and double fat to right. you. Well, you're gonna get mad at me because after all this, I still don't even know who's wearing the color jersey. Who's it favor? Is it the other? Is that Chiefs? not that's not true? That's not true. You now know, obviously, who's wearing it. All right, it's, go ahead. It's the Press Chiefs. On. It's the Chiefs, right? Thank you. <laughs> no. Um, all right. So more superstitions though. Uh NFL. Oh, the uh the Madden, Madden Sim predicted the Chiefs to win 37-27, which would put the game over. And obviously the Chiefs cover. FanDuel staying steady at three and 56 and a half. They don't want to move that line at all. Uh, Are Madden, you ready to make an official pick yet? Or are you going to hold off? For no, I got state? it. I had it last week. I'm stay, I'm sticking with it. And the fact that there might be rain um, makes me uh, like it even more. I like Tampa Bay 27-23. And a good half a dozen points under the under the total. Are you going to hold off till Friday? No, no, no. I, 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 I'm, I, on the total, I will. But I okay. am with you. I am, I am, uh, Team Brady here. I mm -hmm. am riding with the Buccaneers. I like how it sets up. I mean, it's not a small thing that it's a home game. It that does have to matter, doesn't it? That that, that for all the nonsense generally yeah. going on in Super Bowl week, and I know that it's muted for Kansas City as well, but still, I mean, they're in their homes, and that's all you ever hear about is how 
playing at home is such an advantage. Well, the Buccaneers are playing the biggest game at home. Right. Doesn't that, that's got, and the other thing is too, that people have not talked a great deal about because, and I, I, nobody loves the, like I say, the legacy stuff and the QB win stuff and what Mm -hmm. it means to win in the biggest moments and all that. Um, but I, all but, uh, I've completely lost my train of thought, but <laughs> that's all right. Let me get you back on. Go as ahead. Far, as far as the home thing goes, they, this is where they said oh, the offensive the line. That's it. Nobody was <laughs> talking about the QBs. The, they don't have an offensive line. The chiefs. That's my point. The, yes. the Kansas City chiefs don't look that, That's not small. Did you see I what know. happened to Rogers it's, and Lambeau against that pass? Rush? It's underreported. And our, our buddy, Jeff Schwartz, your partner on minus three at his, he has a brother on the team that he's, talking about says this is one of the more decimated offensive lines to enter a Super Bowl. Uh, I don't, I, yeah, I don't know what to compare it to. And yeah, Mahomes is a magician, but if you don't have the lady to saw in half or the cape or the, or the wand, it's uh, it makes it a little tough, right? To work his magic. And then um, you start robbing Peter to pay J- uh, uh, Jason Pierre Paul, mm. um, because uh, that just came together. Very. That's neat, pretty good. Um, but yes, uh, once you lose both tackles and then because you have to stop JPP, Vita Vea and, and the Barrett. rest of those guys yeah. start making, uh, making hay against you. Yeah. So yes, I think that's bad. I think that is in fact bad, but then Chris Jones could swing it the other way for Brady. As long as Chris Jones doesn't turn Tom Brady into a 43 year old man mm. and be rushing in his face all day long. I like Brady and company. You talk about the home field advantage. We, you, we, we asked early in the week. They hadn't decided what they're going to do about the cannon. The Bucks famously have the cannon that goes off uh, after every big play. They will not have it go off during the big plays. I don't know if you saw this go down. It's going to go yeah. off during the intros for the Bucks, and it will go off big time if the Bucks win the game. I think this is a fair compromise. You can't have it during the game because it's home, but hey, you lucked out. It being home, right? You can't get you can't get a hundred percent take full advantage of the the home field there, right? I, I'm okay with that compromise. Yeah, that makes sense. Although it does expose the potential slippery slope of like, what if there were enough Chiefs fans there to make their particular cheer? Do you have to stop that? It's like institute. We're we're tamping down on institutionalized celebrations, but not fan based uh, celebrations. Right. But yeah. all right, fine. I, it well, does make sense. I'm with you. Well, we're. I mean, I think the difference is we're hiring extra employees to to celebrate the bucks, right? So that that's where the cannon versus the be the a real stuff. shame. I'm sure I'm, I'm sure Bruce Arians would really be miffed at the, the Tampa Bay stadium operator. If that cannon happened to buy accident oh. right before a big play Interesting. to spook Patrick Mahomes as he steps to the line of scrimmage, bang, like what, what, like, you know, throw him off like, Oh, mistake. What can we do now? Can't Listen. live life in the rear view mirror. I, I think there's uh, and there are further mistakes to worry about with this cannon. And they did a nice job, the league, in inviting 7,500 healthcare workers there. And God forbid, let's not put them to work with, with a uh, with a cannon malfunction, right? We can't have it. I just that that that's right. Wouldn't that be wouldn't that be 2021 for us? Um, I want to go over. Uh, Thank some goodness props. they happen to be on hand <laughs> for the carnage. What do you think of this? Well, this is a ridiculous one, but FanDuel has the MVP is from the losing team 55 to 1 odds. I don't know that it's a, a coincidence that it's 55 to 1 odds. This is Super Bowl 55. Boy, that's great. Boy, I love it. Mahomes. That's a fun one. 
Mahomes they, loses but has four touchdown passes. Brady has a few interceptions. You can't really give it to anyone entry on defense. Level, entry level, not Cousin Sal, and nobody else can look, be be gentlemen and do. Anybody who's uh, who is joining us right now, Babyface Joel, Jim, Eddie Spaghetti, or otherwise, can anyone answer the rudimentary Super Bowl trivia question? Who is the only person to win? as a losing um, participant in the Super Bowl. Joel, you don't have it. You don't, you don't know it. It's, uh, you know, I, I wanted to see if Mikey Meatballs knew first. All right. All right. That's no. enough. Nobody knows. It's Chuck Howley. <laughs> go ahead. There you go. So 55 to one, it did happen once in 54 games. So I guess 55. And he wore number 54. But there is a path, right? There is a path to, um, to it happening. Mahomes has a monster game. No one else does, but the Bucks win. Not likely, but 55 to 1 could be fun. Here's another one. Brady- I love Brady plus. I love that we we discussed the last week the it will either guy throw for over 400 yards and actually you made a great uh, point if cynical that the odds were too low on it, but I do think one of those two guys at least gets to 400 and to your point, Good. if the Chiefs win the game and Brady goes for 400 and it feels like, oh, listen, the old lion, one last great performance. It wasn't enough. But you know what? He still is the GOAT. Give him the MVP award. Mm. I could see that going that way. Oh, I just, I, I'm, I'm looking, I'm going, on. I know it's boring, but I'm going under, under on everything. And now that there's some rain involved, we could have like an A.J. Dewey type game. That would be fun. Let let it rain. Let it come down. This would be fun. A.J. Dewey, he did it. He remembers the Richard Todd game. Dick Todd throwing three picks to A.J. Dewey, who had who had a grand total of, I think, in his career, something like five picks Six, and think, three yeah. of them happened in the title game, yeah, one yeah, of yeah. which he takes to the house, and he wears number 77 as a linebacker. Another reason to love A.J. There you Dewey. Go. Uh, Brady rushing yards, Dave. What do you think the total is? Brady rushing yards? Is yes. that a thing? Sure. Uh, Brady rushing yards. I'll say the it, it it's at five and a half. It's at a half. And I kind of like it. Oh, I don't know, because I'm I'm against the fourth down conversions. There's only been three in the last eight Super Bowls, but I could see him on fourth and one. I mean, that's all he would have to do, right? Just one time, sneak ahead and get the one. Yeah, but how doesn't it, uh, how does that work again? You get one. Yeah. but what if they're in victory formation? Could you lose it? I mean, that is a fun bet to watch because it could take you up right until the literal last few seconds of the game. Right, right, right. If Bucks go victory formation right. and he gets the snap and steps back, that gets a, a minus two that rush sucks. yards, right? So that's right. That's true. And that is how uh, Mahomes, one of the worst prop losses of all time, Mahomes last year right. was over in rushing yards by like nine and a half and then took three gigantic kneel downs to put him way under. All right. Yes, that that is a problem there. Uh, by the way, will a kneel down end the game? Minus 180. I am going to say yes. Yeah, I think so, too. More by times the way, than not. I yeah. feel like this is a debated subject uh, perennially. My favorite play in football is that for my team when they're winning is not a last second overtime whatever thing or like great catch to win the game or whatever. It's it's victory formation. There's nothing more sad. No, it is. That's that's no. the best. That's when you know. Oh, you, please. You, you, that's the best when your team is doing that and they're like, you know, you're gonna win. That's the the when the game 
I, I'm trying to think of how to how how to. Um, yeah, please try to think of that. T- tell me how any of this is better than San Antonio Holmes tiptoeing in the end zone there. Because that feels it feels like it was so close that you had to do that. Dominance is expressed by that. It's sort of like I think the best is an empty net goal. You have a one goal lead. The game is still going. 40 seconds left. They're this far away from winning the Stanley Cup. He shoots it in the empty net and it's in. And that it's when you nice. have that moment, the it's, game is still happening, but you know you're going to win it. That's the best. It's more of a relief, but I don't know. Is it more exciting? I don't know. I, I get what you're saying. I don't really get what you're saying. Um, MVP is a defensive player, Dave. So now here, here's my thinking behind this. It's plus 850. Um, this is if you don't like Brady or Mahomes. And I really don't think if it's not those two, it's not going to be like Kelsey or or Tyreek Hill. So if you right. got a low scoring game again in the rain, I kind of like this at plus 850. I think it's worth it uh, to put a couple bucks on that. How say you? Andy Reid on one side, Tom Brady on the other, mm-hmm. and by extension, Bruce Arians, but basically the way we've seen Brady do this in postseason games and otherwise, both identify the weak link uh, in their foe and go at it repeatedly. Mm-hmm. So if Antonio Brown happens to have a matchup that can be exposed over the course of uh, the second half or whatever, I could kind of see you think Brady focusing on that. And if one guy, one receiver were to catch three touchdowns to the exclusion of all other pass catchers on that team, I could kind of mm-hmm. see it. Um, the other one is if, like we've talked about it before about the way those linebackers from the Bucks took away Alvin Kamara. If they kind of do the same to Travis Kelsey and one of them picks off a couple, sure. if Levante David or Devin White <clears throat> picks off Mahomes twice, I could see one of those guys. In those a low-scoring game. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you it. could get monster odds on those guys, like 50 to 1 or something, but so maybe that's the way to do it. Or you could have all the defensive players at plus 850 and hope for rain, rain, rain. Um, you know, as I bet live games live more often, I, I see some value in this. The team to score first wins the game is minus 180. Now, if the Bucs kick a field goal, you're not getting value out of it. If the Bucs go up 3-0, from that point on, they're not minus 180 to win. They're still probably a slight underdog in that scenario. But if the Chiefs score a touchdown, you're like, ah, this might be too much for the Bucs to come back from. Or if the Bucs score a touchdown, it's not bad. A field goal kind of screws you either way. But team to score first wins <clears throat> minus 180 might not be uh, a bad uh, value bet. There. Let me ask you this. Largest lead of the game. What is it? 10 points. Vandal has it at 14 and a half. So you would mm. go, you would go under there. Close game. That that half is big. If it's 28-14, you're still winning with the under. Ele- uh, maybe 11 ish. Yeah, right. Okay. Either way, I'm going under. Yeah. You I get like half. That. It's not 13 and a half. 14 and a half is is three scores. Um so there you go. All right, those are the ones that went. We we do a bunch. We go over like fifty of them on against all odds. Dave and I will hit more on Friday. Props, props, props. It just never ends. Uh, Dave, you want to talk about this wins uh, thing? My God, you, this is you. You were so helping. You made Mikey meatballs. Made this uh, these these pyramid graphics and everything. I didn't ask for just- a pyramid. I want to. I want to say for anybody who who does pyramids or tier rankings, I just think it's fascinating that. Yeah. 
I mean, it lays bare. Everybody is overthinking it to quote our pal Martin Weiss. Like you're overthinking it. If you think QB wins in January and early February somehow don't matter when you evaluate who the best is in the sport. It's the quarterback league. It's why I think Julian Edelman, to the chagrin of many people, I think he's kind of a valid conversation around a Hall of Famer because he performed in the most critical moments and he didn't do it just once as a fluke like David Tyree. He's a seminal figure in at least three Super Bowls and many playoff games as well. Same goes for Lynn Swan. For All right, well, who... explain what the hell this is because no one knows what you're talking about. It, it really you're just right. makes t- uh, Tom Brady look look better, right? I mean, it, w- it was just another reason to... to conclude that he's the greatest of all time and probably won't well get i think even if you take brady out of the mix though in the last 20 years yes the one thing that you see is if you take a look at it, it it's not uh high-minded math or anything like that i wouldn't be capable of something like that i'll defer to mr calculus point three mm. sal to do something like that but in the meantime i just counted up the guy I, and Mid-October wins are fine. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about postseason wins and the biggest games. Who gets the title games, who wins the title games, and then who wins the Super Bowls. You count them all up. Brady is by far and away ahead of everybody else over the last 20 years. But still, you will see the cream rising to the top. Um, Peyton Manning. Ben Roethlisberger, and uh, I don't have the thing in front oh of me. Oh, my but- God. You don't even know the second tier here? This is your thing you want to talk about. Wasn't it Aaron Rodgers? And Aaron The point is, the guys <laughs> who are good keep getting to the big games. It's not some random fluke. Yes, Mark Sanchez. People say, well, but how do you explain Mark Sanchez? He played in two title games. That's terrific. He mm-hmm. lost them both. The, the the cream rises to the top and separates from the ham and eggers. What you will see is that if you wish to uh, attempt a, an argument about QB, uh, QB wins aren't a set, that's a team statistic, then why is it that the QBs that we consider to be great collectively, we understand, yes, these are the five or ten best at, in, at sports' most important position, keep showing up in the title games and in the Super Bowls, and more often than not, they're winning them. There right. is no explanation for it. It's why everybody pays ridiculous sums of money to the quarterbacks. And when people say, that's ah, a team sport, then why doesn't Mecole Hardman make the same amount of money as Patrick Mahomes? Because I don't, Patrick who Mahomes is, he, is who's arguing that? Who was ever arguing that Mecole Hardman should make as much as Patrick Nobody Mahomes. ever does, but that not that the natural extension of the argument that everybody is input that it's a team award? Then why? I don't know. Why aren't we going egalitarian or socialist and just paying everybody the exact same? I think everybody who's at the top of this pyramid is, uh, sorry, it's in pyramid form, take it up with Mikey Meatballs, is is properly rated. I don't think anyone says, Aaron Rodgers, no, no, it's it's a team sport. They got to where they were because of Devontae Adams. I think Aaron Rodgers is properly rated. Peyton Manning certainly is. Mikey Meatballs, who else is on this uh, graphic that Dave can't remember? Who's in the second and third tier? Do we even have, have it? There you go. Great. Breeze, right? Eli Flacco, McNabb. Yeah. And we got it. And Mahomes. All right. They're very I, good. I, oh, there I mean, if you, if you don't find it compelling, then I don't know what to say. I find it very interesting. I find it compelling that you don't even that know the your own graphic. The same list of names. Well, I didn't have them <laughs> off the top of my head. But I will say this. 
I mean, look at the names. Right. Uh, look at the look at the faces of those guys. I mean, who? I mean, okay, Joe Flacco is kind of a human exception, proving the rule of, on one side mm-hmm. that Joe Flacco, but he's obviously pretty clutch performer in January, mm-hmm. and he deserves uh, praise for doing that. And you know, on, on the other side, there is. I suppose Phil Rivers not showing up uh, beyond uh, that one title game where he had the bum knee and and the football gods frowned on him for whatever reason. And Tony Romo, the most unlucky quarterback of all time. Yeah, and Tony we'll Romo, but for but for the most part, look at that and and summon a powerful argument uh, against uh, QB wins not being an individual number. Yes, there are other factors. That's how. Joe Flacco slips through and and wins a Super Bowl, or Mark right. Sanchez shows up in in a couple of title games. But blur your eyes a little bit and don't get so specific with it. And just look at it. There's no argument against that. The best quarterbacks are the ones who keep getting their teams to to the biggest games. Period. Except, and, except but, but everybody think, wants to argue it. Is my I, point. You're I, like, so what? That's obvious. But most people want to argue. I don't know that. Most, my point. I, I would say Eli though is great because of the wins and not the other way around. I think it's chicken and egg. Sorry, spaghetti. Right? Like this wasn't a great quarterback, and then said, "Hey, look at his wins." It's like, oh, maybe we should deem him great because of these wins. That's the only argument I would make there. Yes, I think Eli and Flacco assume the same position, which right. is that they were, you know, pedestrian. If you attempted to build an entire offense for sixteen regular season weeks around that guy, you were going to suffer. But it's undeniable that they that they both did step up in massive spots, and therefore, I'm not saying Joe Flacco's a Hall of Famer, but Eli Manning. I mean, that's his case. He well, he never did anything except in those two years. Yes, but the whole point is to is to lift the Lombardi, and he did it twice, right. and he did it against Tom Brady. As we move into another Hall of Fame uh, debate session here. Clearly, the best QBs. It's the most important position in all, all right. of sports, and the best ones at it are the ones who keep playing in the big game. We're gonna post that graphic if anyone's confused. Jim, put that up for a second. The thing I take away from that is Brady and whatever. I didn't need any any uh, anything to convince me any further. But Brady, twelve title games, ten Super Bowls, six Lombardies. Uh, Rogers, Peyton, and Big Ben, fifteen title games, eight Super Bowls, five Lombardies. So those three guys were great. Um, basically, stack up. To Brady, and then you got 15, 7, and 5. You have Breeze, Mahomes, Eli, uh, who's that? Kurt Warner and McNabb? What am I what am I missing? No. Who's that uh, fourth guy? Yes, I yeah, right. That's right. That's yeah. right. This uh, is as of 01, Brady's first season when he takes over for Drew Bledsoe. And that is outrageous. I mean, for real. That's I mean, right. We I, I'm making a broader point, but you're exactly right. The the takeaway is, as I started to count these up, is going in. I, obviously, we already knew Brady is uh, more dominant than anyone's ever been, but it really is crazy. Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers and Ben Roethlisberger combined to have fewer Lombardis than Tom Brady does right. by himself. That's I mean, it. it's crazy. Two fewer Super Bowls. Those three guys. I mean, imagine that. That's what we're talking about. Those three guys are all first ballot Hall of Famers, and they don't combine to play in the same number of Super Bowls as Brady has. It's really, I mean, like, what? there aren't words to, the, the, you know, there's not enough uh, uh, right. superlatives to praise Brady with, in spite of the fact that when you watch him play, you don't think like, boy, that guy is special. There's never been a moment when you watch Tom Brady play in his 20 years and all these deeds where you think, like, that's the best guy I've ever seen throw a football. Like, uh, there's nothing about his game that stands out except, 
the win total. I think people are starting to finally appreciate it because Fanatics, yes, that's the uh, the merchandise, the sports merchandising company there, the real retailer, set a record. Tom Brady set a record for just uh, Brady merchandise since the conference championship. That that's uh, number one in this two weeks. Jerseys, T-shirts, other items, double what they were following his last conference championship appearance. I don't know. Maybe it's because they don't. people don't have the jersey. They've had the New England jersey for so long. But anyway, Fanatic's number one selling jersey across all sports from August to November. Uh, incredible. Uh, you, you can't say no. I, and it's funny. On Fox Bet Live, we think of different ways. The producers have different ways to try to formulate, uh, try to encourage an argument. And one of the questions was, who needs this Super Bowl more, Patrick Mahomes, or Tom Brady. It's like, well, neither of them needs it. It's like, uh, I said, it's like, uh, you know, Bill Gates or Steve Jobs, which one needs a laptop more? Well, the only one of us, them is still I get it, but it's like lefty versus tiger in those skins games. I mean, at least who needs it way, more, who needs it more is in, like, neither needs it. Mahomes, Mahomes right. need, Brady needs it more because this is probably his last, I guess. Mahomes needs it more. If he wants to be in the conversation with Brady, not this year, but years from now, this will help, um, but neither of them needs it. It's not the vaccine, this trophy. Well, I'd like to see those future. I'd like to see the future odds of how many Mahomes will win. You know, I'd love to see that number today, and then I'd like to see it on Monday based on how the game, how Super Bowl 55 goes of how many Lombardis Mahomes is going to win in the future. They had it I mean, when it he signed matter. the, when it he signed the matter. contract. That's my whole he, when this they signed pyramid. the contract, they had it at two, I think, for the 10 Is years. Is that what it was? Yeah, I think it this was. This whole pyramid thing, that, it, it, to, I, I don't know. Maybe it's not interesting. Dude. I don't know what people are interested in. They just like to sit and swoon over the the greatness in the moment of the yeah. guy making a uh, an athletic play or something. I don't know what. No. Like this is the the stakes are everything. Differentiating is what we're here to do is to draw those distinctions about who's at the top and who's a little bit better than the other uh, alleged greats. Uh, yeah. To me, and Mahomes at twenty five, if he has two rings and and, and uh, already at this point, I mean it's it's crazy. And you know, I, Dan Marino and all that will tell you. Get it now, Mahomes. You, uh -oh. Who knows if you're ever getting back? It's the age of free agency. You might be yeah. a superstar for the next 10 years, but you may never get back to a Super Bowl. I don't know uh, what people, people are interested in uniforms, but I sometimes I just don't want to talk about it a lot, right? Like, I uh, think we beat it to death. Like, we get it. I don't know when ESPN, you... Every, every all right, day. fine. I've beaten it into the ground. This is what the, <laughs> this Super Bowl is about, though. It's about the old man versus the young man, both positioned to maybe make a case for being the greatest in, uh, in the sports history. Have you ever worn, though? I'm trying to think of the last time I ever saw Cousin Sal in any sports jersey oh. outside of the picture of you in the Mets uh, jersey when you threw out the first pitch right. in whatever Shea is called now, Citizens Park or whatever Stop it. Called. City Field. Uh, City Field, whatever. Uh, Butch Goring as a 13-year-old playing street You had hockey. a Butch Goring? Butch Nine, Goring 91 was, was, was right up there by my most hated Islanders. Right. Boy, I, I hated like Butch him. Goring. No, We're really a scrapper, a scrapper. I don't know the last jersey. I have a problem with wearing a jersey. Like my my eighty year old father wears a Conforto jersey today. Now, if we go, so if we I go can answer that Dodgers. question. Oh, you know the answer? I, I actually believe you lost a bet on. Oh, that line. sucked. Yeah, I lost to Benetta because the Cowboys lost to the her Browns, and I, as a result, had to put a red wig on and put a Giants. 
polo on. It wasn't a jersey and pretend to be Jason Garrett. And I didn't mind the red wig or pretending to clap for a half hour. But really just putting that that shirt on made me sick to my stomach. After years mm-hmm. of throwing onesies in the trash from my idiot friends who will buy me Yankee you know, onesies for the, the newborn boys or whatever. And I, I, I was just like, nah, it ain't happening. No one's wearing a hat or anything. But it really bothered me. Have you had to wear ever uh, the jersey of like a Browns jersey or, or a Ravens or anything? Well, I did it because uh, I'm a giver, as you know, Sal. I'm an empath. It's my way. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, for the greater good, again, I've I've done it a couple of times. In week 17, two years ago, when the Steelers needed the Browns to beat the Ravens for the Steelers to get to the playoffs, I donned a, a Baker Mayfield jersey to show support for him. Ooh. And then Ike Taylor, when he was on the Steelers, had a rough season. So to try and get his mind right and get him confident again, I challenged him to a free throw shooting contest. He's a professional athlete after all. So I put on an AJ green to try and inspire him by vanquishing AJ green mm-hmm. in a competition would boost his competition. The only problem was Dave Damashek's too good, a goddamn free throw shooter and made all his free throws and sent Ike Taylor wow. with his tail tucked between his legs. How many was it out of 10? It was out of five, but I mean, I, I was <laughs> well, you uh, do 10, five. We could have, but that was all we needed to, to make the point. It was, it was a powerful one. What was Dave the final? Damashek in the clutch. It was five Four, three. to whatever he made. You got all five. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Eddie Spaghetti, were you there for that? That was a that was a powerful moment. A powerful Spaghetti, message. Spaghetti, were you there? All. I was not. That was before my time with the network. That was before. I do remember Dave, though, with the, the Browns home jersey, uh, Baker Mayfield uh, doing his bit. I do remember that one. Interesting. And the Browns lost that game, right? They they were, did, they were, it was they close did. for a while, and they lost it. I watched- almost won, yeah. Jarvis Landry made uh, a couple of the craziest catches you'll ever see on that last-second uh, drive. It was a, quite a sight. All the Steelers gathered on Heinz. What did we talk about the Steelers? I don't know. I don't know. I, gotta- I do remember watching that, that slate of games. It was week 17, and I was alone in a sports bar in Maui. That's how pathetic it is. When the games kick off at 7 a.m., but they, still, they were still open. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, sure, I'll have another iced tea. Like, what can you do at 7 a.m. anyway? Um, it's one thing when it's bad outside to be shut in like that. I've, I I think I've spent at least memorably a couple of really sunny Southern California Sundays shut into a super dark bar with you, Sal, and uh, some other mooks watching football for like seven and a half or eight hours. And I feel a little bit bad about it. Well, it's you like, feel bad yeah. when you walk out, right? You're like, oh, wow, I missed a, a great day. <laughs> Look how yeah. nice it's how pleasant it is out here. But now we have we have only one last Sunday to do it, and then it's off into the wilderness we of do. NBA and NHL and March Madness and all the rest. I don't even it. want to think about it. But I will well, say coming, there was some now. good news yesterday as EA Sports announced that they're relaunching their college game. There's been the college football game, and I love this. They haven't made one since, what, 2014? And I just love the idea. It's so great. Now, there's problems with naming rights and everything else. I don't even care. I don't, I don't care that we have we see what would be Justin Fields as uh, and he gets a certain ranking or something. I love playing. I would play against Harry. He would be terrible. He would be like a San Jose team and think he could beat me if I was Michigan. But um, years back, Dave, there was a game called Bill Walsh College Football. I forget what it was called exactly. It was Bill yes. Walsh sponsored. Yes, and was- there was Bill Cower <clears throat> pro version of it. Right. Yeah. Yes. Right. It was like you made coaching and personnel decisions a little bit more. Right. Sega Genesis had it. Bill Walsh. My great. It was the the game I was best at. 
I won 55 ah. games in a row. I would play the Georgia Bulldogs. Garrison Hurst was the running back. Eric Zier was the quarterback. I beat my friends 55 games in a row. And as if it had anything to do with it, I was going for DiMaggio streak, which is 56. Obviously no correlation, but coincidental. Uh, and now we're here at Super Bowl 55. But I lost on a blocked extra point game number 56. Uh, Mikey Meatballs, it might have been to your father, actually, that I lost game 56. He was the Miami Hurricanes. But I love the college game. I love I love the uh, video game. And uh I don't know. It's They're still funny. working. It out. I love. I. I. Well, yes. For me, it's. Uh, um. I think we've had that the NHL ninety three and ninety four. Yeah, those like were the one. when they had the one timer and all that. I. I mean, talk about an all time juggernaut. You could not. I hear my words. Hear me now. Challenge me. Maybe we'll find out in some distant future. Um, if you give me the Pittsburgh Penguins with Mario Lemieux. In NHL '94, I am unbeatable. Really? You not you. You can. Let's get it going. What I said. Let's you get it going. Me. Now, give me eyes. I've never eyes in the wings. I'll, I'll beat you. All the. That's fine. I'll Listen, beat you up too. A lot of people like uh, Vancouver with Cliff Ronning and what he could do, but um, hmm. and, and he was very good. Sal, I've never. It's weird. I, I I've I've known you for two decades. Kibitzed about sports endlessly, and yet I don't know. Or maybe I did. Who's your favorite college football team? You have to buy the book. Oh, it's in there? No, no, (laughs) it's not in there. Uh, They suck now, but I was partial to Syracuse. But I never really had a team in my early years. But Syracuse was 40 miles from where I went to uh, uh, from where I went to college. And uh, so those were fun teams. And McPherson and all that. McPherson, uh, Ismail, you know, Kirby Dardar. There was some Marvin uh, Graves, right? Wasn't that that's right. guy's name? Marvin Graves was great. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was fun. Uh, the extra points gang at gmail.com. That's where you reach out to ask us questions. The extra points gang back to back ease at gmail.com. Mike Chamernick says Joe Montana wore number 16 and was the MVP of Super Bowl 16. Good trivia question, Dave. That was uh, the one we couldn't remember. We've been right. um, corrected multiple times. The only player to win an MVP in the Super Bowl and wear the same jersey number for that. Um, Frank Clark isn't a crazy pick, really. It's not <laughs> insane to say Frank Clark if you want a defensive guy. Could happen. The odds are, are a little high, yeah. Uh, hey, gang, Eric Parpart. Dave recently referenced robots on the pod. Does he know the sports guy who shall not be named as pro- also pronounces it robots? Perhaps this is the common ground that can finally heal their strained relationship. Eric could be good enough, right? You both uh, mispronounce a, a very common word. I think that's good. I like it. It's a, I love battle bots. <laughs> battle bots is the best. I bet on it. It's a but, dynasty. That bot, that, that robot that won three in a row is from Boston. Um, <laughs> the thing that, that anybody hit us up about, uh, the scandal, I can't believe you didn't bring it up, which was leads it? me to believe that, you know, that Dave Damashek was correct about it, despite the fact no. that the Nuggets play-by-play guy, in fact, got despite back to Despite the us. fact that the Nuggets play-by-play guy agreed. I think that's all He the, agreed with you, but that doesn't make it right. Nikola it's, Jokic. And what do you say? Nikola. Which yeah, is you how, say which, Nikola. Which, 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 by the way, people have now been sending, as I'm sure you've seen, the clip of him ask, how do you say your name? And he says, Nikola. 
He's saying it as his parents maybe. Now the, I, I'm going with the play-by-play -play <laughs> guy here. I'm going with the play-by-play -play guy here. That's it. That's the uh, Americanized way of saying it. It's the most common way of saying it. And he's also uh, given into it. So how do you uh, take a victory lap here? Because Joel, I'm correct. That's how. Joel and Jim, it, 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 what, is, the what man am I missing himself here? said it. That's the end of the conversation. The play-by-play like play guy. The fact that you would argue or anyone would continue to argue with me and listen, the Nuggets play by play, man, appreciate the response. But the the ongoing like, yep, but look at look at uh, basketballreference.com and on there it's phonetically spelled out. So it says Nicola. It's like, OK, but also when Jokic himself is asked how you say the name, he says it Nicola, like which is more, which is more accurate. The guy, I no, think so. The guy's tired. They got to him after a game. He's exhausted. I go with the play-by-play -play guy who's saying his name more than uh, Jokic himself is saying it. I like uh, Jim and Joel settle this once and for all. Who, who's what? Who's right here? I like uh, Nikolai. Nick, like Volkov? That's yeah. another one. Nick, I, that was, and I'm glad you said that, Jim, because that was not. A, the not more proof for you. Eastern European guys. Nikolai Volkov. Is it Nikolai Volkov? That's exactly who oh, I was thinking on. of That's, that you would relate to. You, you were wrong. You should have asked the international announced team, and maybe they would have sided with you, but you're wrong here. You're wrong. There you go. No one pronounces your name Demishik. You know, it's it's that's true. Although I like when people start. I like when people it's a, this is this is almost as bad as when people argue with me about Mario Lemieux. I'm like, no, it's Mario. It's actually Mario. It's like Mario Lemieux says his name Mario. I think that's the source that we should trust on this one. It's weird because it's a more Italian as Mario. You would go Mario right. for, for everything. But uh, yeah, Mario Lemieux is yet to determine what nationality he is. So I, I think we give him three or more, three or four more years before he could. uh Commit. All right, fine. I'm done with all of it. You know what? <laughs> I can tell Sal's itching to be done with my nonsense. That's fine. You know what? End it here and now. That's, That's right. fine. Uh, our friend Harry is brother, uh, an obese uh, man with uh, with uh, probably Harry probably has 30, 35 IQ points on on his brother. And he would say, <laughs> talk about NHL 93, 94. He would say Yaramir Yager's name, Jamar Jagur. And uh <laughs> And didn't want to hear from anybody that he was wrong. Jamar Jagur. That's wrong, right? We could all agree that Jamar Jagur is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell you that it is. I'm okay. Almost positive. We don't even have to ask Yaro if that's Dave, correct. there's hockey talk on minus three. There's football talk. You're with Jeff Schwartz. You guys are recording what? Tomorrow? Big Super Bowl special. Yes, indeed. We'll uh, we'll figure it all out and let you know um, what's going to go down on uh, Super Sunday and beyond. And uh, and that's that. Make sure you download, yes. subscribe, all that stuff. Minus You're three. At Damashek, minus three is the podcast you want to listen to him on. And uh, Charlotte Wilder doing it on Fox Digital, interviewing various players this week. Go check her out. I'm at the Cousin Sal. Bye, I'm sick of this book. I have to say, I don't want to sound like, I know Howard Stern gets mad at his book and he does it and he gets mad at the interviews. And I just, I kind of want to be done with it. So just buy it. Uh, it's uh, you can't lose them all and send my father an email and tell him you bought it and so that he doesn't his mind isn't racing as to which family member grabbed the last uh, copy uh, special reminder out there to all of you, you may feel like underdogs please remember you're all our favorites see you Friday